The Grow My Cleaning Company podcast helps owners of cleaning companies just like you to grow your company and yourself so you can make more money and finally get the time and money freedom that probably got you into this business. Discover how to automate and create systems that allow you to grow like crazy without losing control. If you dig the show and want to show some love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes. It really helps. Enjoy the show. Hey, everybody. Welcome. We are uh, going to dive into questions as we usually do. Uh, Lindsay's got some really good stuff from the community. That said, next week, we are going to be live from Orlando, Florida. We're doing an event for our Next Level people uh, Monday, Tuesday, and I'm hanging out with my family in Florida for the rest of the week. So I think uh, in honor of Valentine's Day next week, my bride and I will be doing it. So for all of you Lindsay fans, I'm sorry. It's just going to be one week. Don't you worry. She'll be back. And for all of you longtime listener Natalie fans, next week's the week. It's on. And uh, I'm going to kind of do it, my wife tells me. Uh, so I don't know if we'll be doing questions or whatever Whatever Natalie and Lindsay decide, that's what we'll be doing. But if you want to jump, I'm guessing it's going to be some sort of how to work with your spouse or some sort of something like that. So if that's your vibe, join us on Valentine's Day. That said, who we, uh, who we got to help today, Lindsay? Love it. Okay, so this week's theme was all about building culture in your cleaning company and also like why you'd want to do that, like why it's so crucial. Uh, so our first question comes from an email. Well, let me, let Ooh, me do this. Yeah. And well, I don't know. If, all right. I'm just let me give a quick two, three minute overview, guys, gals, as to why this is so important, because I know young Mike would have been like, screw that. I don't want to hear a culture thing. Just tell me how to get clients or blah, blah, blah. Um, young Mike, you're so dumb. You don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> Pay attention, old man, old man camping. He knows a couple of things. Um, uh, interesting to see what 10 years from now, Mike would say he's probably much smarter than this, Mike, but we'll have to wait for that guy to show up. So, so many people get hyper-focused and I think it was the book, the E-Myth, which is a great book where they just talked about if you had like this perfect operations man manual, then everything would go great. And, you know, I'm not against operations manual, but the reality, the reality of the situation is, I'm just going to be honest. No one's going to read them. So let's just, let's just start. Well, first of all, you constantly, as soon as you get it done, and sometimes people spend weeks or months or God forbid years getting it done, it's immediately out of date because things change. And you got to make a kind of negotiation with yourself. Either it can be infinitely long and cover all circumstances, in which case you'll never get it done and no one will ever read it, or it'll be short and cover very few circumstances. So what we recommend is running your company with culture or core values, which are the shortest operate. Like I will give you the entire Grow My Cleaning Company operations manual right now for free. Here we go. Buckle up, have fun, make money, be real, help out. You've distilled it to eight words. That's it. Everything everybody does can be distilled to that. If they can make a sensible argument to me as to why that they fired somebody, spent money, bought a piece of equipment, accepted a customer, rejected a customer, treated a customer a certain way. And they can, again, advocate for me how that was the best way to have fun, make money, be real and help out. That was within our operations manual. And if it violates those things, it's not in our operations manual. So it's eight words. Everybody's read them in my company, <laughs> heard them more than they'd like. There's no confusion. They know how to, they can take it with them and apply it immediately. Whereas a longer operations manual, which may be pages or 
volumes they're not going to read. And I know you all say that I, I have them sign saying they read. Yeah, again, for your lawyer, that's great. Like Your lawyer will be very happy that they sign saying they won't punch anyone in the mouth. So when they do punch someone in the mouth and you get sued, you can be like, I have a signature, which will do nothing. So I get that they sign saying they read it. That has nothing to do with the fact. I, I don't know if I should say this in front of everybody because it's being recorded. But sometimes, if not every gosh darn time, I click the I agree to terms of service. Sometimes I don't read them. Just saying, like, I just click, God forbid, so it's possible. I know you guys don't do that. I'm the only scoff law here, but shockingly, sometimes your employees are going to sign that they've read and will abide by the role, and they don't. They didn't read it. They don't know it, whatever. So assuming greater than 0% read it and zero will, they're not going to memorize it. So they're not going to like something comes up like boom page seven section four rock this thing let's go they're not going to be able to contextualize what you wrote with the situation they're dealing with right now and spoiler alert liars lie cheaters cheat lazy people be lazy so <laughs> it's like uh you know our, our fabulous government like making laws that you shouldn't do this and you shouldn't do that it's like great all the honest people will be will be great uh, you know they'll follow those laws but you know I hate to tell you government sometimes people break the law so you can make all the laws you want about people not being violent violent people are going to be violent you know that goes on and on so if you just hire the people that share your values you don't have to constantly legislate or micromanage them they're probably going to act that way <laughs> lindsay i don't think is punching people in her spare time it's not like she's super it's like not that you know of chump um it's not that she's super violent in her real life and curses at everyone as a just jerk but she's like well you know i got hired and mike had me sign a manual that said i won't curse at people and punch so i'll not like it's just she, that's not how it works so just want to encourage you culture is the glue that holds everything together. And if you ever at some point would like your employees to act like you want them to act or even like you would act without you being there or having anything to do with it, you're going to need culture. All the operations manual in the world with no core values or no core values match employees is going to be worthless. And believe it or not, no operations manual, man, manual with clear outcomes and core values match employees will go along. All right, there you go. We're six minutes in. It's been a lot of preaching <laughs> now you guys have earned uh, a question hit me with it lady all right we had a uh, reina email in i love this question she said what are some inexpensive ways to make employees feel appreciated i already give bonuses and hand out small gifts at meetings but maybe something to engage all of us i tried to hold team building events but they are in the evenings or on weekends so nobody can or wants to come during the day we're all cleaning oh there's so much in there, Lindsay. I'm going to just hit on like five things that she asked because she made a bunch of assumptions that are really quite good. So first and foremost, I will take creativity over budget all the time. I think I got this from the one minute manager, Ken Blanchard. It's like a hundred, well, not a hundred, but it's, it's an old book. Um, so my apologies if it's <laughs> misquoting, but I think it's there. He talks about the difference between if I gave Lindsay and I always use Lindsay. We have other teammates, by the way. She's the hostess, so I can quote Jackson or somebody that nobody knows or cares about. So Lindsay always gets all the examples for better and for worse. So if I gave Lindsay a $25 gift certificate if I, or $25 in cash, she would, I'm guessing, feel $25 worth of happiness or gratitude or more part of a team or whatever. If I, instead of giving her $25 on the way to her, wherever we're meeting, I stopped off at McDonald's. I don't think she likes McDonald's. 
Um, I know she likes cookies though. <laughs> Cookie, and I know she likes caffeine. Stopped off at Starbucks and got her her favorite coffee with some sort of banana bread or some sort of sugar caffeine mix that I knew she'd like that cost $18. She wouldn't be $7 less happy. She'd probably be <laughs> caffeine and sugar happier, right? It's just a little more, I know what you like. Or if I got her a cute little cat shirt that she thought was funny or just any sort of fun thing that cost less than $25, she'd be much more tickled and pleased. Now, if I made that for her, like, you know, out of, you know, say, instead of going to Starbucks, I went to Walmart and bought a bunch of ingredients and made cookies in the shape of a cat. Now she'd be like, yeah, for those of you not on the, uh, not watching, this is working. I'm like, oh, I'm gonna my go. head just exploded. I just had to unmute myself to show my head exploding. <laughs> Uh, yeah, hard to hard to verbalize a head exploding, but you did you did about as good as anyone's going to do, Lynn. So the creativity is so much more important than the money. So I love Raina saying, "What are some inexpensive ways you can certainly throw money at a problem if you got money?" But creativity is going to beat it every time. Like again, I shared the story over and over. My friend uh, Rich, who when he was small starting out, he would go give property managers their Christmas hug because he didn't have enough money to buy a present. And even after he did all sorts of fancy expensive things for them, they would still call decades later and be like, hey, Rich, where's my Christmas hug? You coming to say, hey, like creativity is so much more important than money, right? When it comes to this sort of thing. So I love Raina that you're getting, it doesn't have to be expensive. Sometimes expensive gets in the way. Like Rich would have never, had he had money, he would have never come up with a Christmas hug. But because he didn't have any money, he was kind of, forced to get ingenious. So I love the inexpensive, believe it or not, it'll make it better. Um, or to give bonuses. I love hand two things, hand out small gifts at meetings. So one, that means you're having meetings. That's a great way to make people feel loved if you run them properly. And two, handing out small gifts that are thoughtful, really great idea. Um, we coach, once you have your uh, core values-based uh, hiring funnel that's automated, we coach weekly meetings, monthly parties, quarterly reviews. So the weekly meetings um, shouldn't be a bunch of admin stuff. Five or 10 minutes of that should be you know, 10, 20 minutes of celebration, having fun, enjoying each other, um, calling out each other's core values, like me going, hey, I saw Suzanne the other day. She just, I love the way she helps out our clients. You know, this one client was a, like Lindsay, just in Slack, there's one of our clients had a, a little baby and she's like, hey, I just, she didn't ask permission. She didn't ask if she could spend the money. She's just like, I sent a bouquet of flowers because it definitely is fun for me, for the client, for Lindsay, her family. Uh, it's definitely, I don't know if it's going to make us money, but Long-term, I'm guessing it generally will. Certainly, not gonna, I mean, I guess it'll cost us 80 bucks for a flowers cost, but I think long-term, that kind of attitude is going to make money, um, help out. I definitely think clients are going to learn better if they know that we care and just showing, hey, we care for everything, not just the business, but you know, your personal life and then be real. That's just who Lindsay is. She loves our people. She loves people. And that's just who she is. And that's who we are. Like, I'm so glad I'm like, oh, that rep, you know, I wasn't like, well, how much does it cost? Or what? Like, it's great. They're good. So perfect example of, um, just encouraging. So the meeting should be just, I would call out Lindsay at a, if, you know, at our meeting, be like, Hey, I saw Lindsay go above and beyond for a client. And that exemplified all core values. So I'd share that story with other people, uh, in, at the, at the weekly meeting, the monthly party should be fun. We hear a lot of, I, I try to hold team building events. They're not monthly team building events. They're monthly parties. Like when we do our events that we're going to do in Orlando, I'm already looking forward to, it. I know Sunday night, cause we always do, we're all going to hang out. Lindsay or Natalie is going to pick a cool restaurant and it's just, I don't want to say the highlight, but it's just the team and we have fun. And every time we do it, I have zero. Lindsay would laugh even I'm going to say this, like team building activities at dinner. Like I just miss these guys and I can't wait to hang out with them. There's no team building. It's just enjoying each other's company and catching up. 
Um, Jackson's bringing his wife. I'm so excited. We've never met her. Suzanne's bringing her her wife uh, or her husband. And uh, Lindsay says she's married. And I, 80% of me believes it, but we've never met, you know, Mr. Allen. So we're, we'll see. Although I would, it'd be weird to take a name like Bjorkland made up. So that is, that's a good indicator. That yeah. yeah <laughs> I, I could not make that up if I tried. Yeah, that's a, so that's, <laughs> that gets me to the 80%. I'd be a bit 50, 50 without the Bjorkland. I'm like, that's a good touch. I, I, I think that's good. So I would take out the team building events and put in monthly parties and, you know, but they're in the evenings or weekends. So nobody can come. Everybody can come. It's just a matter of them wanting to. So very commonly first start having your monthly parties for no one to come or no one to want to come. It's okay. Don't yell. Don't scream. Don't be like, why do you suck? Get here and do this. Like again, the dinner we're going to have on Sunday, never planned it. We just all enjoy each other. And probably Lindsay was like, Hey, we should get together for dinner. Is everyone going to be in town? And it just became a thing that we do. So when you start doing them and people, and the reason we keep doing it is we always have fun. I always, I always enjoy it. I always look forward to it. I think everyone else does. That's why they show up. So I would keep doing the meetings, the weekly meetings, keep handing out small gifts, keep uh, not worrying about big budget and just being creative. Um, it, I would not quote unquote, try to hold team building events. I would hold monthly parties. And for those of you guys, like I just have three cleaners, right? Like I'm just a little guy. Fine. A monthly party can just be you taking them out to a dinner. It doesn't have to be a fancy dinner. Like we go out to dinners. It's usually when it's here, it's somewhere like, Oh, I think Lynn, I think they'd like this place. Like it, sometimes they're fancy, but a lot of times they're not. It's just more a fun thing. So if you just have it, only one of three things will happen. One, everybody will show up. Problem solved. Two, very few people will show up and they'll feel very special that even say you've got three employees and just one shows up. Well, that person, if you just have dinner with them and really enjoy them, I guarantee they're going to go home going, I can't believe the owner just had dinner with me and they just talked to me and it was so nice. So don't crap on the people that are there. Be excited or nobody shows up. And guess what? Nobody will know nobody showed up because nobody showed up. I don't think I, and it's no big deal. So if your weekly parties are run right and your monthly uh, or your weekly meetings are run right and your monthly parties are not team building, they're just fun. People will show up. I promise you. I would have it. And if they're, and again, once a month, you can take time off of cleaning. It would be okay to be like, Hey, part of what you're paying us for is to hire and train amazing employees. And the way we do that is by building a culture and the way that we build a culture is doing a monthly party. And you can even invite your customers to the party. You can have wine and cheese in the afternoon and have it like be creative. So um, I think that was a long answer, but I, I think I nailed everything Raina was asking for, I hope. Hey, amazing people. You may have noticed we don't sell a dadgum thing on this podcast. We don't allow ads. The only ask I can ever have of you guys is if you dig the show, for you to spread the word and share so we can change as many lives as possible. Literally, it'll take you five seconds to give us a great review, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate you as a listener and value the gift of your kind words. Now, back to the show. Yeah, I think you nailed it. And Selena is in chat and she asked what the, do the monthly parties consist of? And I think you just answered that pretty well. Um, I just wanted to add a couple of things from the employee point of view. Yeah, please. Our company, um, I always think it's about like the experience that I remember. Like I can only remember a couple of restaurants that we went to specifically as a team, but I just remember the fun we had like mm -hmm. interacting. And um, same thing with gifts. I remember um, recently... Maybe last year, Mike, you and that for my birthday sent me an experience. I don't know if you remember, but she, Natalie, found a place near me that does eyelashes. Well, they remember that. Yeah. And that's something I wouldn't usually spend money on by myself, but it was just so creative. And 
I'm pretty sure you didn't know I wanted my eyelashes done, but your wife did. We talked about it and she was definitely, oh, and by the way, just so you guys know, when you have a Lindsay on your team who just loves helping other people, your life is great until she needs a gift and then you're screwed because it's real awkward to be like, hey, Lindsay, would you uh, just grab the company credit card, get Lindsay something she likes? You know, you'll get something she likes, but she may not feel wildly loved. So then you got to go next level. And I think we... Yeah, we kind of stalk each other. Like, we'll get to the spouse, like, what do they like? Or check out Facebook. And, you know, Lindsay and Natalie are friends. So it was, they had an advantage. So, yeah, I was in on it, but it was the impetus was Natalie for sure. (laughs) Just wanted to add that. I think experiences are just such a cool concept of how to make things fun. All right. Next up, I love this question too. We got such good questions today. Oh, wait. So, wait, what was, uh, what was her the second question was kind of a quick one just like how do we do the the parties or what would that oh look like? yeah selena yeah. sorry selena so what do the monthly parties consist of so again depends on the size of your company um typically what i would do is not what i would do what we did do and i had brick and mortar coming so if you're like hey how, how can we speak of this hypothetically why do you coach us to do something you don't do i did all of this when i had my brick and mortar companies in person so because our current team is virtual like lindsay's in new jersey i'm in arizona jackson's in milwaukee or you know so it's uh because everyone's all over we we, we don't do this but if i had another brick and mortar company i would do this and with my brick and mortar companies i did do it so i usually go i don't say all out but kind of do a big deal like two parties a year one would be Christmas. Um, we stopped doing Christmas bonuses because I found everyone loved it the first year and then expected it the second year. And then they got pissy about, well, this guy got this and I got that. And it became, as opposed to a bonus, it became how much am I getting this year? And it ruined the whole thing. So we took the budget we used to do on uh, Christmas bonuses and, and did a big Christmas blowout. And then we try and do one other year. So there's a couple kinds. Some, they could just be as mellow as, you know, this all started actually by our my employees on their own just because of the cool culture we had. Well, first of all, when we had an office together, when I have a man- manufacturing company, we had a foosball, we had two foosball tables and there'd be two breaks and a lunch and we would just get together and I'll play foosball. And we loved it. It was just a fun, silly thing. And as the owner, sometimes I got my butt beat and sometimes I whooped butt and we didn't care. It was like, it, I would mock the crap out of them when I won and they would come at me uh, when I lost and I, I had it coming both ways. So we would have little foosball tournaments. We would, um, sometimes they would just start, they, their wives would bring in food and they'd start cooking up like carne asada. And uh, I don't drink, but they, they'd buy Coronas and limes. And like, it was just kind of a chill thing at the office. Sometimes we go out to dinner um, for the nicer ones. Like when we do one or two big ones, we would do bowling. We would do car racing. We did paintball one time. We put up a volleyball net sometimes. We rented a big bounce house with the big sumo things and like fought each other in the, you know, in the bounce house. Like it was just silly. And again, some of it cost money, some of it didn't, but it was all the creativity. Like some of this stuff happened 10, 20 years ago, and I still remember it because it was just silly and we had fun. So those are the things that you can do. Um, sometimes you can invite clients, which is super fun, kind of a two for one, really hard for a client to come to an event like that, have a good time with you and your team and then fire you. <laughs> like it's possible, but rarely does it happen and another thing we did a lot of was awards super fun to give awards some were serious some were not just give awards have fun spend time different people invite families um people act very different when their family's around than when they're not so you get to know them in a different way when families start meeting families again really hard to quit um just let your kind of imagination run wild, but they can be as simple as just two or three of you guys at a little humble dinner. It can be as uh, big of a deal as renting out a space and doing something fun. It's just that you're together and you give a crap and uh, yeah, have some fun. All right. 
There we go. Now we can move on to question number three. Didn't want her to get shorted. <laughs> All right. Um, Castle Cleaning uh, on Facebook comments on our post today said, what are some leadership books you recommend? Oh, that's a good one. So um, good. Man, I don't really, I've got authors I like that kind of say things about leadership, but I don't know that I've read a bunch of specific leadership books. Top grading, uh, we base some of our hiring funnel off of that. That's a good book. It's very long and kind of, it's a tough one. Um, and it's a good book. It's just a lot. Uh, what's it, what's it called? Oh, top grading by Jeff Smart, actually father son team named Smart. Um, there's another book I'm thinking of that I can't quite recall. I love Vern Harnish, Rockefeller Habits. Um, talks about how Rockefeller kind of led his team and and how to distill that down in day to day operations. There was one more I just can't. It's at the tip of my tongue and I can't grab it. Okay, so those are the two I've got. As we're talking, if the, the third one comes back, I'll hit you with that as well. But and I wouldn't even say those are leadership. They're just authors I like that have, oh, one minute manager where I believe I got the thing about, them. you know, you making cookies is different than um, baking cookies. But a lot of it is just really the way I would distill it down the best is just really, 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 really run your, your company with your core values, run every decision through it, be crystal clear on how to articulate them. That's going to be for the level that we're at. You know, you can get some bigger books where guys are leading organizations with 20, 30,000 people. But that skill set is very, very different than re than running a team of a couple dozen or even just a couple people. So it's fine to read leadership books, but just make sure you're contextualizing the content to what you're doing and what you're trying to build and where you're at, not trying to run your 10 person organization the same way, you know, the owner of Salesforce runs his you know, 100,000 person organization. Got it. I just found out that Castle Cleaning is Capri Mulder. So shout hey! out to Capri. I didn't realize I didn't make the connection. And she's like, That's me. <laughs> so hey. <laughs> Love me some Cree. Good to see you, girlfriend. Or good to good to hear from you, I should say, since I can't see you. <laughs> All right. We got one more for today. And I thought I picked this Facebook post out because I thought the answer might have to do with culture. So I'm going to read it to you. Uh, this is from Destiny Alexis, and she was saying that her husband is moving out of state. So she is exploring the possibility of running her business fully remote. Uh, and she wants to know what has worked best for you and what should be avoided. So that involves running a team remotely. So, so first thing I want to just, I love the question. And second, I want to encourage you, Destiny, just to believe that it's possible. A lot of people are like, oh, I'm going to leave and I have to start a business somewhere else. And it's like, you could, but you certainly don't have to. And believe it or not, it'll be easier to run your business remotely and just build the one that you've already got from afar than to start another one where your body physically is. So love the idea of running remote. A lot of our next level clients decide they don't like the place that they're at, but their business is already there and they live in one place and their business is somewhere else and it's totally fine. And they've sold businesses that way. So love, love the way you're thinking, Destiny. Good news is it's really the same stuff that we teach. So the cool thing is, you know, sometimes our clients will say stuff like, hey, I want to move. I want to open another location. I want to sell. And it's like the same stuff that we teach to just grow your business is exactly the same way to get remote and to um, maximize for profit when you sell and all that good stuff. So the good news is it's not like I'm like, all right, well, if you want to run it while you're there, this is how you do it. But if you want to run it away, you do it differently. So the core value stuff, the way that the hiring funnel stays exactly the same, um, the making decisions based on core value stays exactly the same. The only component that you miss 
is the the in-person weekly meetings and the in-person, well, the in-person, all of it, right? Weekly meetings, monthly parties, quarterly reviews. If you, uh, if you're all physically in the same space, I would recommend doing those together. If you're not all in the same space, like our team does our weekly meetings, um, obviously virtually because people are all over the world. So the concepts are exactly the same. I actually like it because it forces you to not feel like you have to physically be there. Um, so let me encourage you, all the stuff we coach about remotely, that's how I run my company, right? We see each other basically three times a year. We do our live events and I understand that our, not only do we deliver our services remotely, but we work remotely, but it doesn't make a big difference. Like say all our clients were in New Jersey and Lindsay delivered the services directly to them and she had to be there. Well, that doesn't have any, unless I'm cleaning or delivering the service, it doesn't mean I have to be there. So it is okay that your people have to, obviously if you're delivering a physical service, like cleaning, massage, mechanics, haircuts, like these are things you have to physically be in proximity to your client, but that doesn't mean you have to be in proximity to your team. So it's really just a synopsis of what we've been talking about, Destiny. If you have your core values and every single employee knows these are the rules and those core values should be five or 10 words. And they've got a one page, ideally job description that says, here's the outcomes we require. Here's the time it should take. Here's some tips and tricks to get you there. And then you've got kind of a weekly meeting flow, even if it's virtual, that's really all you need to do. Um, I guess I can give you one little, I don't say tip or trick, but one little hack to make that transition. Start working remotely before you leave. So we coach our folks to check their phones or re respond to all messages in less than an hour a day. When you're first starting, it can take an hour as you get better and better. It might take zero to 15 minutes, but just, you know, call it a half hour a day. That's when you respond to everything, whether, and again, you've got to also control how people get a hold of you, right? If they're like, they can call me, they can cell phone me, they can this, they can that. Streamline it to like, I do email and I do text message or phone, or just pick one or two, like any of them are fine. A hundred of all of them is not fine. So just pick the one or two ways you, we love Slack, um, but pick the one or two ways you're going to communicate only access those once a day. So people know, oh, from eight to eight 30 or from three to three 30 or whatever, that's when he or she responds and just start doing that. Even when you're in the office and just start having your meetings by zoom. And then what happens is like when I travel, unless I'm meeting my team, they don't even know. I mean, I might be on Zoom like, oh, you got a different background? Oh yeah, I'm in Tahiti or whatever. Like, cool. Like doesn't affect them at all because they're like, well, <laughs> Lindsay might be a little jealous. Like, hey, where's my ticket? You know, but other than that, um, so start running your company remotely even when you're in town. So you start building those boundaries. And all of a sudden when you're running your company, when it's like, man, I meet them weekly meetings, monthly parties, or, you know, the parties are a little harder when you're not there, but at least the weekly meetings and the slack, you know, weekly meetings on Zoom and then, daily, you know, once or twice a day for 10 to 20 minutes, I'm going to catch up on all my kind of communications and they get used to that. You can really do that from anywhere in the world. They're not expecting you to physically be there. Also, when employees call with questions, don't just answer it for them or solve it for them. Go, I don't know. Imagine I hired someone really bright that was good at this job. What would they do? <laughs> They'll probably answer. And just if their core values match, it'll probably be as good or better answer. Than you would come and go, great. And then what happens is when they know you're not going to call them back immediately and a lot of time, or that you're just going to go, what would, what, what, what would the core values answer be? They'll just start going, well, I don't need to call Mike. He's not going to call me for six hours. And you're just going to be like, have fun, make money, be real, help out. And they start doing it themselves and like to teach you a lesson. And you're like, that's fine. I will learn that lesson. It's totally great. So you can start 
cultivating that behavior before you physically leave. And then when you do, it's not even a big deal because the company has been running without your physical presence for weeks or months. All right. Do we uh, feel like we went along? We do okay, Lindsay? We'll be okay. Yeah, we did, we we went along, but we're good. Cool. If you want to uh, participate, support at growmycleaningcompany.com. Uh, Lindsay will get those and put you on or join our Facebook group and uh, post a question and tag Lindsay. And uh, if it's a good question, she'll put it on there. Uh, that's it. GrowMyCleaningCompany.com has all the resources. Uh, we're on Instagram. I think that's it. TikTok, all that nonsense. Have a great week. See you. Well, here we are, the end of the podcast, and you made it. Great job. Uh, I've got a little bonus for you before for sticking through with me, but like I mentioned before, if you got value out of this podcast and you want to show a little love, subscribe, rate, and review on iTunes, Spotify, wherever the heck you're listening to this thing. Share with a friend. Share the love. And as a special thank you for those of you that stuck with me in the end, how about I give you my personal phone number so we can text? It's a great way for me to get to know you, your business, your goals personally. So shoot me a text now, 602-932-6431. 602-932-6431. I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I uh, don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.